I'm Kendall. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to Smitten, a podcast about love stories in all shapes and sizes. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I just did the weirdest wave. I'm good. I feel like I look a little bit like um, Count Dracula or a vampire <laughs> with this collar. <laughs> it's so dark that I can't really see it anyway, so. Yeah, it's just a quarter zip hoodie that it's cute it has a popped calla <laughs> anyways how are you oh i'm good did you ever like actually wear popped collars no i don't polos were a little bit not my style my yeah. sister had some from hollister mm-hmm. but i i didn't really get into it yeah it might have just been because i feel like that was only that was like a very brief like two years so it yeah. might have just been um before my time yeah Oh, just a little bit. I'm just such a young little girl. I'm like getting to this age where I'm like, I'm not, you know, when I was younger, like three years ago, people would give me a lot of grace for being young. They'd be like, oh, you're only 20, you're only 21, you know, like you've got your whole life ahead. And here I am approaching 24 and I'm like, no one's like, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, you're young. I'm like, no, I'm not. Kendall, I realized... This makes me sick. I realize I'm going to be 27 this year. Ew. I'm sorry. It's not gross, but it's, it's just scary. I'm, I don't like it. 27 for me is like crossing over, you know, into yeah. like, late, oh. Late 20s. Like this is you, exactly. You can, yeah. You're not even your, in your mid 20s. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. I'm, it's not for several months, but. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're I'm already the mentally tail preparing. end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, the ex- existential dread of aging is just it's not coming like at I don't you. even want to celebrate birthdays anymore. <laughs> I'm done. It's nice. fine. Anyways, um, okay, I have, I have a oh, you go first, but I was gonna say I have a list of things to, you know, talk about. So let's get into it. <laughs> we both have lists. We are ready. Yes. Okay. First of all, I got a Christmas present, and I haven't been able to show it to you because I haven't had a white claw. But Zane finally <gasps> bought me white claws. Oh my gosh. Look at what my sister oh my bought gosh. me. It is a brewmate white claw like metal koozie. <laughs> is it like marble esque? That's like the yeah, the design. Oh my gosh. And it like So it keeps it cold. Yeah. This thing comes out and Wow. That's yeah. very extra, but I love it. So I'm gonna open it. Okay. Ooh. Crisp. It's been, I was in a meeting before this. It's been sitting here for almost an hour and a half. Still cold. Taste, taste test. Yeah. Taste test if it's cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a little quieter to sit down. Oh, <laughs> I saw, I saw this TikTok that I'll have to find and show you about how LaCroix just sits on the table and it's like, <laughs> but it was like, it was like someone saying it, but they were like rapping words. Were like, I think I know what you're talking get, about. Yeah so funny <laughs> oh um okay wait what's my first item on my agenda oh jack jack oh jack. so poor jack he yesterday ate mushrooms what happened so my <laughs> like you didn't give me any context about I know, the mushrooms sorry. <laughs> sorry well we fed them too no i'm just kidding um no my mom was outside doing yard work i think my whole i wasn't there i was at my house i think multiple people in my family were outside doing yard work and he was off leash just chilling because he doesn't run because we're the exciting thing you know right and he was eating mushrooms and my mom noticed and like when she noticed he had a bunch in his mouth so she pulled it out of his mouth and then a few minutes later he was exhibiting all the symptoms of poisoning so like both ends were happening and then he was drooling like crazy and he he's a pug he doesn't drool you know he, mm-hmm. like ever and um so they took him to the hospital and he had a problem in the car too which he like never does and they got him to the hospital and the way they had them identify the mushrooms was posting on a facebook page oh because they brought some of the mushrooms with that was and, smart yeah <laughs> and this Facebook page, I'm, I'm going to find the name of it, actually, because it's worldwide. There's, like, 90,000 members. We got a response within, like, five seconds um, to help identify because then did they the, know. Did the vet tell you to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's so smart. Yeah. It's called Poisons Help 
emergency identification for mushrooms and plants. Actually, only 59,000 members. But you post a picture on there, and it, it says, like, only admins can help identify, and then other people can comment. But they got a response within a few minutes, and it said, yeah, this is contains something that's poisonous, very poisonous. Oh, um, no. So he had already thrown up a bunch. Otherwise, they would have made him throw up. Um, but basically they took laps to see if his liver was okay and it was, and he's home now, thank God. But they kept him over there for 24 hours. Is he feeling better? I, I think so. I'm going to go home after this and go hang out there, but poor baby. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little mushroom. He's just trying to add some spice to his life. Add a little bit of spice. (laughs) Yeah. No, Jack. Seriously. So my mom was researching all this mushroom killer to kill all the mushrooms in the yawn. Yeah. If it's right there. Right. Yeah. So anyways, poor baby. It was scary. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. That's really scary. Yeah. So watch out for your kids and dogs. And if you need to identify poisons or plants or mushrooms or plants, you can go to that Facebook page and they respond within like seconds literally huh so that's good to know uh two days ago well you're okay so two days ago it was really windy and your power went out didn't it my parents power went out yeah um because our neighbors part of their tree like came off and like went to their chimney and so there were like people yeah dealing with it and it's just been a weird couple of days it has there was a few trees down by my parents not by me i guess because i'm in a very suburban area i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm lucky that my power didn't go out because if my parents and mine power went out what do you do i go in a parking lot (laughs) with my phone (laughs) well it happened before it happened a few months ago and i went to my grandma's oh right when you yeah did you get locked out or was that something else? No, that was something else. Was well, my power went out then too, but like when, before I even bought this place, the power oh. went out of my parents. Oh, right. But, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh yeah. We, I think we were going to record note or we were going to do something and something. I was like, I don't have internet. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um, oh, I have my, my other funny thing. Well, it's not funny, but mm-hmm. so I think it was last time, maybe two times ago, I talked about how I sliced my finger. Right. I sliced my other finger. <laughs> i was peeling ginger (laughs) i need to get one of those gloves that's just like a cutting glove because i'm just so clumsy i was peeling ginger and i slipped and sliced my finger and it was fine it had like stopped bleeding after a while oh that's like gross that's like taking off like oh you're like peeling it (laughs) stop (laughs) um but this was last night and, and i was like okay it's fine and today i was cooking dinner and I I don't even know. I, like, hit it on something. I was like, ow, oh, that hurt. And I didn't have a bandage on it because it was fine. And I looked down and it's gushing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Just randomly. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I'm like, thanks for that. So, moral of the story is I'm going to amputate a finger by the end of this year. <laughs> Please don't. I'll try not to. But that would be stressful. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I, need, uh, I need these babies. So, um, Okay, I have one more, like, fun update, which is... I mean, maybe it's an update for a lot of people in the last week, but I have um, made my way to Sea Shanty TikTok. I have no idea what that is. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. We've talked before about how I don't listen to music. Yeah. Well, me stumbling across this has reminded me that I have always loved Sea Shanties. (laughs) Wait, what is She Shanty? Wait, Sea Shanty. Or, yeah. Like, um, when you're on a ship and you're like working and you're like singing together <laughs> wait what are we talking about like like 500 bottles of beer on the wall but like on I'm, the sea i don't know am i i'm gonna play you one i'm and, just so confused okay, okay i'm gonna play it we'll link the tiktok this is um on our website okay yeah. here it is the ship to see the name of the ship was a belly of the winds blew up her bow up down a blow my belly boys blow Wait. soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum one I've heard day that. when the tonguing is done we'll take her leave and go she had not been to 
I'm There's just a little so sample. confused how you related to this. Like, how do you know about this? What, well, are you a secret semen? No, <laughs> I'm a secret semen. <laughs> um, no, I remember explicitly, I remember this, learning about sea shanties in the fifth grade. And I was like, I love that. But I was talking to Zane about it, who is a classically trained musician. And he was like, you know what? That makes sense because they're all like sad and depressing. And that's what you like. So, so I think that's it. Okay, so are you going to just be, like, chilling listening to this now? Honestly, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that was a nice tune. I've heard it before. I just didn't know the history, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to include on our website, too, some really funny tweets about it. So Okay. I, I just don't understand those. that there's this, like, whole subculture that I apparently don't know about. Yeah. Um, speaking of pop culture, <laughs> I just finished Bridgerton. Right. And um, it's based in the 1800s, or it's supposed to be like a period drama, mm-hmm. like um, Pride and Prejudice, stuff like uh-huh. that. And normally I don't, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's kind of boring. My sister loves it, so she yeah. always like, watch that. And I'm like, mm. but, you know, Bridgerton seems to kind of bridge the gap. Oh. Um, it's a little bit like Gossip Girly because there's like oh. a secret writer and there's lots of um inappropriate scenes so don't you know bear that in mind that's it's very the om- intense that's so the only words. thing i know about the show yeah that's what people focused on and i mean it was like, <laughs> i i would say like episodes four five and part of six are solely focused on that but other than that it's kind of like you know gossipy like oh, should i watch it i think so i think okay. you should give it a try the the set design and the costumes aren't well not history historically <laughs> accurate are pretty and nice to look at they're like colorful and not super like muted tones when you think of period dramas i mean it was like a good show i would give it a seven out of ten maybe okay. six out of ten. oh okay. my next show is queen's gambit because i've heard a lot about that too i also keep hearing about that and yeah. i also have not watched it um yeah yeah I'll just have to. It, they, <laughs> honestly, YouTube's been dry lately for me, so yeah, I just need need something else to watch <laughs> while I'm pretending to work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. For legal yeah. reasons, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, did I have anything else to talk about? Oh, <laughs> this is so random, but I was just looking at our website and I noticed that episodes 24 and 25 were hallmark worthy love and ho- holiday proposals like christmas eve and christmas day the day. <gasps> oh my gosh what are the odds i know so i i, I thought that was interesting that's good timing yeah um well should we talk about friend love sure oops love that is the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay i have two of uh, our of us stories how am i trying to say this we thought it would be stories relating to us we thought it would be fun to tell a story or two about our own friendship yeah okay do you want to hear my two yeah because i don't i don't know if i have one (laughs) okay (laughs) well i have two um okay so my first one is when we went to my parents cabin Uh uh-huh do you know which one i'm gonna tell (laughs) i think so (laughs) You don't have to include it if you don't want to, but I think it's so funny. Um, so we went to my parents' cabin. It was me, you, Zane came. Zane came. Zane came. I think so. And then two other friends. Yeah. <laughs> and we were of legal drinking age. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so we'd just gotten there, I think, or like relatively soon after we'd mm-hmm. gotten there. We were like, we should take a shot. Mm-hmm. And Kylie's like, I've never taken a shot before. <laughs> And I was like, okay, do you want to do it over the sink? And she was like, no, it's fine. And so I pour the shot in a shot glass for her and I hand it to her. And she goes to take it and then spits it out all over the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny, though. Um, Yeah, I didn't start drinking until, I don't know, I was maybe 22. Yeah, I... I did not have that much drinking experience and I didn't know what that would be like. No, that's valid. Um, okay, so my other story mm-hmm. is 
not related to alcohol, but related to parties, uh-huh. when we went to a frat party for the first time together. Again, my and, first frat party. Right. My first think, and only frat party. And actually, that was my first and only shot. So. Oh my gosh, we'll have to change that. Let's go back to college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did your hair and makeup. Or I didn't do your hair. Did you? No. I think it might have been like a collective effort of like, I think I just had that little, like a oh, cute little. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But it, we, I have a cute photo of it. I remember. So I won. And you were like. Did you say this or maybe I made this up that you look like Ziggy or what's her name? The model? Ziggy? Is it Ziggy? Iggy? Jiggy? Twiggy? No. <laughs> Twiggy! Twiggy. Yeah. Jiggy. <laughs> D- Jiggy's from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Haven't seen um, it. She has a dog named Jiggy. Anyways. So, do you know what I'm talking I, about? I, I need to see the picture. I think that's my, all of the story. Oh, only two stories. Is there anything else to the story? No, that just that it was fun. Just fun. Yeah. That reminded me of um when we were planning I don't remember what we were planning. We were planning something and we were ordering things on Amazon. And so uh-huh. the way that it works when you're in Res Life and you're planning an event is you get this card that you use to buy the, the stuff. Yeah. And so we were gonna buy it with that. <laughs> <laughs> we had all this stuff. Like so much stuff for some big event. It was like eight hundred dollars, wasn't it? It was eight hundred dollars. Oh, eight hundred. Okay, I was going big. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was eight hundred dollars. And Kendall's just like <laughs> click, and she buys it. <laughs> but it was my credit card. <laughs> I remember that. Oh Which, no! I mean, I think we were able to cancel it without any problem. Yeah. But that it was like. A moment of panic for everybody. I was so nervous. <laughs> I remember, I think we canceled it right away and it was okay since it was like right after that. Yeah. I don't even think you got charged or anything, but yeah. oh my gosh, that's Whew. so funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> when you're just not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, excited that, about spending other people's money. <laughs> yeah. That reminded me of something that recently happened to me. I ordered hangers when I first moved in off of Target and they got sent to the Wheelock Student Center. <laughs> Because I picked the wrong address. <laughs> they called me and they were like, Hi, is this Kendall? We have a package for you. <laughs> I was like, oh. Shit. Wait, they still had they your number? I guess, yeah. Like, that is weird. I wonder I if know. it was somebody else's mailbox and they were like. I mean, I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. They, the guy who called me had a British accent. I was like. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just all levels of weird it was so weird that's so funny um to clarify it got sent to our old college right yeah yes yeah (laughs) i didn't say that yep (sighs) well yeah should we get into it we should oh we'll post we'll post pictures related to those stories on this episode um the website our page okay so friendships are reciprocal relationships meaning you could love someone (laughs) that sounds stupid but you could love someone who doesn't love you but you can't be friends with someone who isn't your friend wait like you and i have to be mutual friends mutually want to be friends yeah i could love you and you could not love me but we can't have a friendship if you don't want to be in a friendship that makes sense yeah um they have to consent to be your friend right (laughs) um (laughs) And so these start, friendships in general, start and are realized in late toddlerhood or early preschool. Hmm. So toddlers are very limited by the way or how well they can verbalize their emotions. Mm -hmm. But developmental psychologists have observed that children demonstrate a deep cognitive awareness of friendship. Interesting. If you ask a kid like, you know, what's a friend they're like someone to play with you know but in reality you could see that they always choose that person to play with they share secrets with them they feel unhappy if they're not there at daycare that day or they respond to them being in emotional distress so it's not like you know kids aren't aware of what that friendship holds and like the you know deep emotional connection that that is they they get it they just can't say it because they don't know the words to say it yet but they're like this is 
a bond. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that that can happen even though they can't, like, necessarily talk about their feelings to each other or, like, yeah, I don't know. Huh. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I also have some facts about friendship. Um, Okay. One of which is about babies. Okay. So I'll read that one first. Okay. Um, So according to a 2014 study published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, nine-month-olds are able to watch social interactions and conclude whether or not two people are likely to be friends. What? Not like to predict if they'll be friends. (laughs) like the groundhog on Groundhog's Day. Like, do you think these people will be friends? (laughs) (laughs) To, uh, like deduce whether or not they think those people are currently friends based on their interaction whoa yeah so they can tell based on how they interact with each other i don't know that's weird Hmm. babies are weird babies are weird like it's well what's weird is that we don't think of them as like full humans (laughs) yeah it's like that's a whole that's a human they have a a brain like we do too it's weird to think about that yeah they're just like maybe we need some baby rights movements (laughs) <laughs> i'm just kidding no, i mean maybe. maybe um okay my next one is relevant for when the pandemic is over so not until the pandem- pandemic is over mm-hmm. but when possible you should go out with your friends in groups because apparently people look more attractive when they're with their friends in groups because of something called um hierarchical encoding which is uh, also colloquially known as the cheerleader effect. Um, And the phenomenon works by essentially, um, like, the person who's observing the group assesses the attractiveness of the group as a whole, which means that the attractive people in the group um, make the less conventionally attractive people look more attractive by, like, raising the average attractiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So... Uh, if you're having some problems, maybe try out that method. Interesting. Um, and my last one is that is relevant to our podcast because it has to do with romantic relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. So research by um, anthropologist Robert Dunbar has shown that getting into a romantic relationship can lead you to lose some of your close friends. Mm. On average, they found a new romantic partner causes you to push away basically two of your close friends and this happens to both men and women um who are equally likely to lose friends and the basic reasoning behind this is that a new romantic relationship requires a big investment of time and and energy um which has to come from somewhere so Mm. often the time that you previously spent with your friends is the time that gets spent with your new partner so interesting yeah I have something related to that. My next little fact is related to that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So um, this new research in the journal Personal Relationships shows that having supportive friendships in old age was found to be a stronger predictor of well-being than having strong family connections with your spouse. Yeah. So strong family connections with your spouse or with your whole family or in general, I guess. Huh. Um, so when people said when, when people said <laughs> when people said that their friends were a source of strain rather than happiness or I, oh love i i it's a i typed rather happiness or life <laughs> okay so when people said that their friends were a source of strain rather than happiness or love they reported having more chronic illnesses which was not the case for people who reported strain from spouses or children that's weird yeah so people are getting like more sick when they're stressed out with their friends rather than stressed out with their family i wonder why they said that oh i read it but now i don't remember (laughs) um okay yeah but basically the bottom line is friendships are more impactful on your well-being than family connections maybe because people like always fall back on the idea that like family will always be there no matter what mm. kind of so it's like you could have a argument with your spouse or something or your parents and know that it's like 
not going to be taken away as easily as like a friendship. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, here are some um less important love facts. <laughs> okay. We love talking about celebrities. Yes. So here are some unlikely celebrity BFFs Ooh. that you might not have known about. Love that. Number one, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and, do you want to guess? Is it a female or a male? It's a man. Um, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> um, no, Guy Fieri. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they became friends after McConaughey watched Driver's Wait, diners, drive-ins, and dives? Triple D. I know. I have triple D written down, but then I didn't <laughs> want to say, I don't know. Um, and he, like, he contacted Guy Fieri he's like, and was I gotta like, get this guy on the phone. <laughs> he's like, do you have any recommendations? Oh, And they, that's so wholesome. Yeah, they became friends. Uh, number two is Selena Gomez and Jennifer Aniston, who what? apparently met because they have the same, like, management company. Oh. And so they like to eat pizza together, and Aniston often gives um, Gomez some, like, motherly advice. Okay, don't hate me, but is Jennifer Aniston Rachel? Yes. <laughs> okay, I I get Jennifer, An- Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Gardner, and, like, all the Jennifers, the Jennifers. confused. I get that with the Chris's. Mm. There's so many Chris's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Number three is also about Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Were they in a movie together or not? Yeah. So they met in 1998 on the movie Object of My Affection, and they've remained close friends ever since. Um, Aniston told The Hollywood Reporter, I love him. We just have a true affection for each other, and I just feel honored any time I get to work with him. Oh, Isn't that sweet? Yeah. You know how people love Paul Rudd, though? Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. <laughs> I don't get why people don't have that same kind of energy for Mark Ruffalo. I love Mark Ruffalo. I know. He has that same like that, kind of attractiveness yeah. and like niceness. Yeah. Oh and my he's gosh, al- I love him. He's always on Twitter like tweeting these like progressive things. Like where's his love? I know. I would say that he was probably the first actor or person I saw that was like older I guess mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, he's attractive. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen going on thirty, because I was like, oh my gosh, he's like the boy next door. Oh, Especially in that low. movie, I know. Because you're like, watch that movie. I'm old. I know. Yeah. Oh. Um, my last one is perhaps the best one. Um, it is David Beckham and Snoop Dogg. What? I know. So they met when Becca moved to California and they apparently like are big fans of each other and support each other's product or projects. And um, Snoop told the UK Mirror, whenever I make a record, I give him a copy before it's done. He's like a brother. He's my boy. I know. Oh my gosh. I love soccer just as much as he loves hip hop. Beckham needs to keep doing what he's doing. He's a great father. How sweet. Isn't that so nice? Friends supporting friends. I know. I love that. That was a good one. I, I know. That. It's so interesting. Um. Okay, my last fact is about snakes. Snakes. <laughs> so, a recent study conducted by researchers from Wilfrid Laurel University in Canada says that snakes actively seek out socialization with their peers. And what? are also extremely particular about who they spend time with. <laughs> so, <laughs> in this study, they would put them all in kind of like a tank. I don't know, like an enclosure. And they would they put non-toxic paint on each of them to identify them. Uh-huh. And they would put them in the enclosure, leave them there for the day, take a picture, and then take them out, clean the enclosure, put them back in a separate spot. And every single time... They would slither back into their original or back into the group with their original friends. Um, oh, my gosh. Forming <laughs> groups of three to eight. And they would always stay with the same snakes. They're like, hey. Hey. Like, oh, my gosh, you're over here. <laughs> over here. Isn't that so weird? That 
like we need to we need some new terminology now because apparently snakes are good friends so to right. call somebody who's being mean a snake yeah doesn't it's not accurate it's not it's not Ugh, get it right man yeah isn't that, so so weird i don't know how that came up when i was looking at friends <laughs> that's it's really weird <laughs> yeah okay for my last one i'm gonna share my screen <gasps> yes because i have a quiz Okay, I can see your screen. Thank you. Oh, you know, I, okay, I really appreciate that. Because I hate <laughs> being the person like, can you see it? But honestly, I don't know. And I don't yeah. want you to be looking at something I don't want you to be looking at. Right, you know? exactly. Okay, so this is a BuzzFeed quiz called, this home quiz will reveal which iconic <gasps> TV best friend duo you and your bestie are. <gasps> Fun. So, Kendall is going to take it and we will reveal the results. Okay. I don't, should we describe it? I don't know if that's like, or if we Are should only take four it options? In. Yeah. I think we can describe it. Okay. So first off, the exterior. And it's like a very modern house, like a suburban house, like a cute craftsman, and then like a, a city, like big building. I'll do the modern. Okay. Pick a hallway. Yeah. A very like concrete one. One that kind of looks like a modern, like... Um, Exposed brick. Exposed brick. It almost looks like a New York City office building. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, like a creepy hallway. And then, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> okay, pick Ooh. a kitchen. I don't know how to describe these. One is, like, all white, how you think, with an island, with a, a laminate floor, and the other one's, like, hardwood floor. <laughs> and then, more of, like, a bohemian one, and then more of an industrial-looking one. Or maybe more like eclectic. Eclectic. That's Welcome to our design podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How many? We need without like, visual source. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll do top left. It's the okay. Anyways, the one with the blue island and laminate floors. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay. Looking good. How about a living room? Again, not sure. <laughs> describe Yeah, this one's <laughs> very generic. Yeah, one looks like a surfer boy no thanks yeah um i'll do top right it's okay pick a bedroom another modern one one with like that cool like line art you know where it's just like one line yeah one that's more i don't know and i don't know (laughs) i don't really (laughs) like any of these honestly i know they're kind of i i'm struggling (laughs) i think bottom left okay pick a bathroom Okay. Um, we have like a, a fancy, like renovated suburban home, mm-hmm. like a, a kind of a concrete, like a concrete tub that almost looks like a st- standalone tub with concrete walls and like planks. Yeah. Well, and then plane. like a vintage with checkered floors and then like uh, marble on the wall, a little. Yeah. <laughs> Top left. Okay. How about a pool? These are all very unrealistic pools. These are like hotel pools. Yeah um i think right top right okay and some cool wallpaper or the view is my wallpaper yeah the view is my wallpaper i don't like any of those add an extra no thanks netflix library or a (laughs) recording studio studio. (laughs) uh netflix i guess i know well this is all for nothing because i don't know who that is L. Evans and Lee Flynn. Wait, is she from? Oh, from oh, the, the Kissing, Kissing Booth. Booth. Never. Heard I think of it. I did watch that, but it wasn't iconic. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't say it's iconic. Buzzfeed do better. Yeah, that was a little underwhelming. Ugh. Well, that's okay. That's good. It was fun. Okay. Should I tell you my story? Let's hear your story. So this is. I am. Not 100% positive how to pronounce this. I believe it is Ne, but it is a nickname of her full name. But for these um, purposes, I'm going to call her N.A. So N.A. and Dow met in 2011. Dow was interviewing N.A. for a position at as a sales staff in kitchen in a kitchen art store. They met at like a job interview? Yes. Oh, geez. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> Dow thought that N.A. had a funny name because mm-hmm. it is also her favorite fruit in Vietnam. Um, so it got her attention. It stuck with her. Aww. So 
N.A. was barely 20 years old, still in university, and Dow was 27, starting her first business. So they were in different places in their life, for sure. Yeah. Then that's, like, not that big of an age difference, but when you're, like, at those stages, it's very different. Yeah, definitely. Um, So they started off as Boston employee at the beginning and navigated through that relationship, but quickly changed into friends. So Dow nicknamed and a squirrel because she would often shuffle around places so quickly and get things done efficiently oh. like a squirrel. <laughs> so dow said she always gets asked how they're friends um with this stark differences in age personality and style mm-hmm. um and she says it's still a question i can't quite answer myself but that is the beauty in love and friendship it doesn't discriminate age or background I know. They just Since, look so happy in the picture. I know. So the, this is like when you have to like look at the pictures to see like the progression of their friendship and Aww. also just like, you know, you can tell they're like true friends. Yeah. Um, so since they met, N.A. had been around for Dow's heartbreaks, disappointments, starting her business, getting dumped, getting married, and having her first baby. Oh. All of it. That's a lot. I know. So um, Dow didn't really talk much about her personal life before like outside of the friendship or na's personal life outside of the friendship but from what i can gather dow was born in vietnam but grew up elsewhere overseas over some seas i'm not sure what that means to vietnamese people (laughs) but then came back to vietnam to rebuild her life and that's where she met na so she spent most of her adult time elsewhere and then came back and was like i don't know how to make friends or like you know live as an adult here um, Same. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they really should teach you how to make friends like past college it's confusing i don't know how <laughs> um she slowly started regaining more a more balanced social life and made friends with na's friends hmm. so they like combine their social circles eventually they went from boss and employee to business partners <gasps> She yeah. got a promotion. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they now have their own company called DCA Holding. And they created something called Yutang and Caf Cafe, but with a K. Um, so looks what like... What is it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like... She just had like a blog post. Mm-hmm. You could see. Also, um, she... Dow is the one on the right... In the first picture? Yes. Oh. And then N.A. is the other one. Well, yeah. And you can tell in the wedding photo, that's Dow. Uh-huh. So, baby. You know. It's so cute. Um, Dow says that the reason that they were able to become such good friends beyond an employee-boss relationship is because they hold the same visions and values when it comes to life and business. Hmm. Um, and she said that friendship is always a deep love and mutual respect and she equated it a little bit to romantic but like in a different way mm-hmm. so it means for them it means like always making time for each other celebrating special moments like gifts on their friend anniversary <laughs> dinner dates to catch up on everything that's going on um and then this is a quote from dow that i resonated with it says, find a friend that makes you feel as loved and fulfilled as possible instead of seeking it in a romantic partner. And that will help you, or that will help make you confident and help you find more healthy relationships in romantic mm. partners. That's good advice. Right? Um, so, Dow had a baby and um, she had to return to work just six weeks after the birth. Aww. So, N.A. was there to help babysit, bottle feed while Dow Dow was answering uh emails and work related things. They're um, such a team. I know. And she said, I hope that there would be more women supporting each other like this during the challenging and confusing time of new motherhood. And honestly I was thinking about like some cultures where people just like combine families and like mm-hmm. split the work and I'm like, that's so interesting. Yeah. That we like straight away so far from that you know Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah it's very different yeah 
Dow got to witness N.A. blossom from a young university student into a confident, strong, and capable woman. And N.A. is now engaged to be married to a lovely, kind, and generous man. And Dow closes with, to N.A., I can only say thank you for being such a gift in my life so far, for making my life better and brighter in so many ways every single day. Oh my gosh, that's like a little love letter to her. I, I love know. it. I think it was titled To My Friend. <gasps> to My Special Friend. The story about my special friend. That's what it is. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love to see women supporting women. Like, I know. Unconditional, just like they get it. You know, we're out here trying to just do the best and succeed and. And like growing together and helping each other. Yeah. That's so cute. What a good story. Yeah. Okay, tell me your story. We've been chatting for a long time. We're just two good friends chatting away. (laughs) Okay, my story is a little bit different, so this should be fun. Um, So this is the story of, I think her name is pronounced Eliana. Um, Eliana Pauls and Kelly Kenny, a.k.a. Sapphire. Wait, so, so is Kelly Sapphire? Kelly is Sapphire. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, don't go through the pictures yet. Okay. You can look at the first one, but... So, um, like most people during this pandemic, Kelly has taken to going on walks as a way to get out of the house. Um, she'd gone through some personal stuff, like, right at the beginning of the lockdown. And... Um, as a result, she especially liked to go on walks at night when she couldn't sleep anyway. And one day in April, um, she was on her walk and she came upon a little fairy garden. Have you heard of this? I, I've seen a TikTok, I think. <laughs> a, a TikTok? I I, yeah, I think so. Interesting. Okay. Um, so you can see the picture of the little fairy garden. Um, but Kelly saw it and she inspected it further and she noticed that there was a note and in a fancy font that is surrounded by stickers, it read, and you can see the note in the next picture, um, our four-year-old girl made this to brighten your day. Please add to the magic, but don't take away. These days can be hard, but we're in this together. So enjoy our fairy garden and some nicer weather. Wow. <laughs> and there was another note right next to a Polaroid of Eliana in sunglasses and a mask that said, in true beginning of quarantine fashion, hey, all of you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Weird. This, I know. This girl is loving your new additions, so keep them coming and please be kind. Keep this girl's and your, or, sorry, keep this girl and your neighbors in mind. The notes were written by Eliana Paul's parents. Um, Eliana, a four-year-old little girl, was sad because of what she called the sickness. Ooh. I know. Give me, like, post-apocalyptic dystopia vibes. (laughs) Um... Which had made her, or which had made it so she couldn't visit her friends or her neighbors. Um, But to make her feel better, her, and to give her something to do, her parents set up this fairy garden. Um, Since she had been having a hard time, Kelly had an idea. She would write to the little girl pretending to be a fairy named Sapphire. That's so sweet. (laughs) So in her note, Sapphire told Eliana that she had come to live in Eliana's tree because she had decorated it so nicely. (laughs) Sapphire went on to say that a magical wizard had given her some magical lucky dice, which which Sapphire had no need for since she was already a very lucky fairy. Um, so Sapphire told Eliana that she would give her the dice if she could do four things. Say five nice things to someone, do three helpful things, promise to always be kind and brave and loving, and four, to draw a picture of her favorite animal. So, (laughs) so Kelly left Sapphire's letter in a little bottle of glitter and set it in the fairy garden. Um, and the next night Kelly went for her daily walk. And she wasn't sure whether or not Eliana would even respond. But when she made it to the tree, she found a note in response. And the note, written by Eliana's parents, thanked Sapphire for leaving the note and explaining how she completed Sapphire's tasks, which included mailing letters to her family and friends, delivering a birthday present, picking up trash and recycling around the neighborhood, and helping her parents set the table. What a good little girl. I know. She also drew Sapphire two pigs, which is her favorite animal. 
Cute. So you can you can see also um, Eliana's picture of a pig. Oh, that's a good drawing. <laughs> it is. It's clearly a pig. Yeah. Um, and the note ended by saying, "I love you." Also, I promise to be kind and brave and always show love to those in need. And then Eliana signed her very own name. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So after reading the note, Kelly immediately burst into tears. And then she went and got her magical set of dice, which are like the kind of dice that have like a bunch of sides and people use them to play um, like Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons, Yeah. Yeah. um, But they're like pink and purple and sparkly. And so Kelly left those with a note saying that the dice were handmade by fairies and that there was an, a gold one that was extra lucky. And she signed it, the fairies love you. And then a little heart and sapphire. I cannot imagine being a little girl and like totally fully 100% believing that you're talking to a magical fairy and that they just gave you a pair of dice that are magical. Like I would go insane. Like have the biggest freak out ever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So since it appeared that they were going to be communicating back and forth, Kelly also left a separate note for Eliana's parents with her name and phone number so that they could, like, contact her to make sure that she wasn't a creep, Um, which I think was a nice touch. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And um, so the next day, there was another note complete with Peppa Pig stickers thanking Sapphire for the dice. Eliana explained that she and her parents used the dice to play a special game, which Eliana's mom explained in a separate letter to Kelly was a modified kid-friendly version of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Um, and Eliana signed off the note, please be safe from the sickness. I love you. <laughs> oh my God, I love you too. I know. And then again, she signed her own name at the bottom. Oh. Um, Eliana and Sapphire continued to exchange letters and small gifts for the next nine months. Oh my gosh. Kelly explained, doing this every night gave me purpose in a horribly painful and lonely time. I looked forward to my days again, and I started ordering art supplies and little trinkets to leave her. Um, after the first few notes, Kelly started texting with Eliana's mom to make sure that the gifts she left were more personal. And at one point, Eliana asked um, for a photo of Sapphire, and oh. Kelly used her Photoshop skills to and an old elf costume to put together a Polaroid of Sapphire standing like tiny in front of her cat Nova, oh which gosh. you can also see. I put that picture up too. <laughs> can you imagine getting that? No, I know. Um. And then, around November 2020, Eliana's mom let Kelly know that their family was going to be moving <gasps> and would have to leave the fairy garden behind. Oh, no. Eliana's mom wrote to Kelly, It's been a joy getting to know you through these fairy garden exchanges, and I must say, <laughs> you've ignited Eliana's curiosity, creativity, imagination, and kindness. She will absolutely never forget you. And then she went on to explain that Eliana was having a hard time with the move. So to help Eliana feel better, Sapphire explained in her next letter that she was also about to move. Um, Sapphire told Eliana that her friend, Nova the cat, was getting bigger and that they were outgrowing their tree, so they needed to find a bigger one. And she explained, sometimes we outgrow homes. (laughs) Because we have too much love and need a place that can hold it all. But it is so fun to find new trees and imagine what new adventures are in store for us. So as the move approached, (laughs) Eliana's family and Kelly decided that they wanted to meet. But how in the world could Kelly meet Eliana in person? She's life-size. Yeah, since uh, Sapphire is a tiny, tiny fairy. Well... Sapphire explained to Eliana that when fairies move, they actually have to grow as big as humans so that they can move their stuff. So just for one day when they're moving, they're human size. (laughs) (laughs) So she told Eliana that she was going to drop off one more gift for her that afternoon before they moved. And um, she hoped, wink, wink, that she wouldn't catch her. So Eliana's family had gone on a walk, and as they were returning from their walk, Sapphire was there, 
human-sized, but with her fairy pointy ears, right by the tree. Um, and she was leaving Eliana's present. So Eliana's family and Kelly both had COVID tests beforehand, and they both wore, or they all wore masks, as they sat around and chatted for about an hour. Um, Eliana asked Sapphire all about what it was like to be a fairy, and they both exchanged some presents, including a new rock for Sapphire's table and a book that Eliana wrote and illustrated for Sapphire. <laughs> and you can see a picture oh. of their meeting. Just oh. so sweet. She Eliana looks, looks so, so happy. happy. Yeah. So on December 11th, 2020, Kelly posted this story in a Twitter thread whose first post has over 400,000 likes and over 150,000 retweets. Um, Kelly started the thread. I think everybody could use a lighthearted slash happy story right now. So here goes. Um, Kelly ended the thread by saying that meeting Eliana was incredible and one of the most important afternoons of my life thus far. I hope one day when she's older, she can understand that I truly needed her as much as she needed me these past few months. The two planned to keep in touch and Sapphire was even able to hop onto Eliana's family's Zoom call for Christmas where they played some games together. I started crying like five times while writing this. It's just been such a hard and emotional year for everybody and unimaginably hard for some. And I think this story of friendship and innocence and kindness is just so cute and resonated with so many people. And it's clearly what we all needed at the end of a horrible year. Isn't that so sweet? (laughs) That's so sweet. I can just, I literally could put myself in like a little girl's shoes and think about like how magical and how she'll, she'll never forget it. Like she'll talk about it for a long time and that's just it's gonna keep her on the right path and like creative and kind like her mom said and mm, yeah so happy magical is such a good word for it i can see how that would just be kind of like all consuming like magic yeah for sure yeah i love that (laughs) yeah that That really is happy that was a good theme it was. It was good. Friendship is invaluable. Priceless. <laughs> Do you have a theme for next week? Um, this episode was friend love or mm-hmm. love between friends. We are friends. We are friends. We are also long distance friends. We are. So, okay. I propose. <laughs> Here's my logic here. <laughs> uh, that we should do long distance love. Okay. Love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I bet that'll be... Ooh, I kind of already have, like, a story in mind. Oh, really? Or, like, a theme, like, a sub-theme story. Oh, okay. So. um, Well, in honor of this week's theme, uh, how about, if you are listening to this, <laughs> share it with a friend. How about? <laughs> <laughs> how about? Uh, here, I'll give, I'll write out the text for you. Just listen <laughs> to this sweet podcast episode, and it reminded me of our friendship. I love Aww. you and miss you. Oh, kiss emoji or heart emoji. The the emoji with the hearts around the face. Yeah. There you go. Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening and go tell a friend you love them and yeah. tell me how to make friends because Kylie lives a state away. So thanks. Have a good week. Bye. (laughs) Bye.